You're listening to episode 11 of the Teacher Innovator Podcast. And in this episode, we're discussing the essential reflection questions you need to ask yourself this school year. Hi, I'm Jamie Hand, Innovation Learning Coach. And I'm a part of a group of innovative educators who are looking to transform the way our students learn and in the process, rediscover our joy of teaching. This is the start of a new conversation about meaningful innovation that authentically transforms the way we teach. Innovation is not something we do, but rather is a way of being. We are teacher innovators, and there has never been a more exciting time to be an educator. I'm glad you're here. John Dewey is credited with the following quote, we do not learn from experience, we learn from reflecting on the experience. Now, as educators, we know reflection, especially at the end of the year, is important. But rather than just analyzing data or analyzing test scores, what if you took just a few moments, it doesn't even have to be long, and actually reflected upon the school year. I know in my experience when I was in the classroom, so many times those last few teacher days at the end of the school year, I was busy cleaning up and um, trying to get organized and just trying to get out of there so I could get the summer started. But as a teacher innovator, we want to make the time and reflect upon this last school year. And while reflecting upon every school year is important, I would say reflecting on this school year is even more important because we had such unusual circumstances for this school year. And at the time of this recording, it is May 2020, and so many schools are wrapping up the school year while doing distance learning. So I wanted to make this episode about teacher reflection, because I'm sure you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I reflect on my year. But I want to walk you through um, how I would reflect upon this school year and how through the lens of being a teacher innovator, as someone that is looking for new ways, new ideas, new methods to spark student learning and curiosity in education of what we can do, what we can learn from this school year, and how we can apply it moving forward. Now, as I said, many schools are finishing up or wrapping up their distance school year. And at the time of this recording, we do not know what the fall is going to look like. And there's lots of speculations, lots of news articles, people are voicing a lot of opinions, but really nothing has been set yet. And that is where we did a previous episode about the upcoming uh, school year. And so you can refer back and listen to that because I do think it's important that as teachers, we stand up and voice what we want. But how do we know what we want? 
And that is where reflecting back on what has transpired this school year can help us then formalize what we do want, and then we can vocalize that. And when your administrators or superintendents or um, or your community is asking for input about what schools should look like, you ha- you know because you have reflected on what has worked and what hasn't worked. So to get started reflecting on this past school year, I would actually break it into two parts. I would reflect on the normal school year, and then I would take my reflection on distance learning separately, because it essentially was two different ways of teaching, learning, educating in one school year. And I wouldn't just look at it all together. I would actually break it up and look at, okay, in the classroom, what was working well? And then take another look. Okay, distance learning, what was working well for me? What was working well for my students? Now, I do have a list of questions that I am going to share, and we will also have this available as a download. So, I have based or divided up the reflection questions based on our teacher innovator framework. And we go over this framework in our earlier episode. So in episode, it was either one or two. I think episode two, we went over the actual framework. And so this is the three things that make up being a teacher innovator is be the best you, be visionary, and be connective. Now, if you want a little deeper dive into what all three of those look like. As I said, I will link to that episode in the show notes. So what I have done is put together reflection questions based upon each part of being the teacher innovator. Because if you are listening to this episode or this podcast, you are a teacher innovator. We like to do things a little differently. We don't do things just because it's the same old way that we've always done it. We are looking for truly the best new, well, it doesn't even have to be new because everything cycles around, but the best ways we can reach our students, our learners. We look at them individually and bring a more learner-centric approach to learning. So, Let's dive in. We're going to start with be the best you. So being a teacher innovator, you can't be the best teacher innovator unless you are the best version of yourself. So just take a moment and think about what did you accomplish this year that you are proud of? Now, remember, you can break this up into two parts. So you can think about the first half of the year. What did I accomplish that I'm you know what? I'm really proud of that. And what did you accomplish during distance learning that you're pretty proud of? Maybe it's as simple as you made a Bitmoji teacher (laughs) and that you are very proud of because it looks like you. So you could take it surface level like that, or you can actually even dive a little deeper. What are you most proud of inside the classroom as well as distance learning? Okay, next question. What brought you the most joy this school year? So what brought you joy? Because without experiencing joy, you are not being the best version of you. 
yes, we have a passion for educating and a passion for teaching and learning, but we have to bring joy to that. And if you're not having, if you're not experiencing joy, then this is definitely something we need to, we need to reflect upon. The third question for Be the Best You is, how would you rate your overall physical health for the school year? And once again, you can think about this, okay, in the classroom, um, I was good because I was getting all my steps in for the day versus distance learning. Maybe I didn't get as many steps in because I was at my desk too much. So think about how would you rate your physical health for each part of the school year? I know as a teacher, one concept that gets talked a lot, especially in the elementary school years, are being a bucket filler, where you fill other people's buckets and doing good deeds and kind things for other people. But to be a bucket filler, you have to fill your own bucket first. So really take some time and reflect, how how did you do taking care of you? Okay, and so that's where what did you accomplish, what brought you joy, and how is your physical health? All right, now we're going to move over to be visionary. And this is being visionary. We talked about kind of being our North Star as our guide. Like, what are we aiming towards? What are your goals? The first place to start is what goals did you accomplish this school year? So what did you accomplish? What goals did you not accomplish? So what goals did you not meet? And then once you have a list of that, you can actually take a look and say, are these goals still important? Maybe once everything went to distance learning, those goals went out the window. Things like standardized testing or benchmarks like that. But take a look. What goals did you set out at the beginning of the school year? What did you accomplish? And what did you not meet? And the other part about being visionary is revisiting your teacher why or your teacher purpose. Are you still inspired to teach? Do you still have a passion for teaching? This is a great thing to revisit even when you're tired because I know a lot of times we'll have that break during the summer and then we have more time and we research new ideas and we get excited and inspired and ready to start the school year all over again. But let me ask you, even in these tired moments at the end of the school year, does your teacher why or your teacher purpose still spark that passion for teaching. Because if it doesn't, then it may be time to revisit. It could even be, is teaching your purpose? Maybe it's time to revisit that. Or it could be, maybe your teacher why or your teacher purpose is expanding. So take a few moments and think of that higher level of why you do teach, why you do put in all these hours and you have this passion. So that's an important part of reflection that a lot of times I think we kind of brush off to the side until August when we're back rested and ready to go. But just take a moment and think about, is your purpose, your teacher why, still sparking that passion for teaching?
Okay, and then we move to the third part of our teacher innovator framework, which is be connective. And this is building the relationships. So my first question then is, how was your relationship with your students? What worked well that you could build the bridge and connect between you and your individual students? And then also reflecting on what maybe didn't work so well. Now, once again, I would think about it as in the classroom, what worked well in building relationships with individual students, and during distance learning, what worked well. So how were you still able to connect individually with your students as much as possible. Now, if you're a specials teacher or even a secondary teacher where you have maybe hundreds of students, that's going to look a little different than just a, a classroom teacher that may only have 30 students. But and however it best applies to you, what worked well in building your relationship with students and then what didn't work so well? And this is a great time to be honest. I mean, you're writing this for yourself. No administrator, you don't have to turn this in. So you can be honest with yourself and really think about what didn't work. Now, I would ask the same question with how did you build the relationship with the families, your students' families? Um, How was it How was the relationship with the parents or the caregivers? What worked well? What didn't work well? Because here's one thing that I have learned in my experience, both as a teacher and as a parent, we all have to be on the same page. And that is really when magic can happen with our learners is if we have the families involved, we do have the parents involved. Now, I know this looks different in every situation, and I have worked in schools where there was no parent involvement, so I get it if you're in that type of situation. But what did you do this past school year that did work well, that you were able to make contact with parents, or focusing then on what didn't work so well? Like if you're sending out text message after text message and getting no response, well, then maybe we need to look at a different way of communication. So taking the time to reflect what worked well, what didn't work well, can maybe lead to some new options for next year. And then how was your relationship with your colleagues and administrators? So I would even encourage you to look at how you were building the relationship between you and your fellow colleagues, your fellow teachers, and not just your teacher bestie, but even maybe some of the other teachers that you don't reach out to a lot. How how did you connect? Because just like I said with the parents, you are a team in helping that student along with their families. Well, with our colleagues, we are a team as well. And a lot of times they work with the same students. And so that's where if you build the relationship relationship with your colleagues, we can start to raise each other up. I know a lot of times some teachers don't want to share um, materials or resources, but really that doesn't help anyone. So I would encourage you to... Think about how was your relationship with your colleagues? What worked well? What didn't work well? And I'm not saying you can control someone else's 
reaction or behavior or, or what they're doing, but you can control what you are doing. So just something to think about. And then your relationship with your administrators. Yes, they are your boss. And yes, we, you know, sometimes have to do what we're told. But what in the relationship is working well? Did you feel respected? Did you feel you could voice an opinion? What didn't work well? Did you feel that you couldn't say anything or you'd be fired? I mean, there's lots of different administrators out there. I've I've worked for quite a few different personalities. So I get, I totally understand. And remember, this is just for your reflection. So I'm not saying you have to go and share this with your administrator. But once you kind of understand where your administrator is coming from and maybe what type of personality they have, that you can begin to improve that relationship with them. So like if you know not to ask until they've had their third cup of coffee, then you know don't go into their office first thing in the morning. So you can just look back. That's just a small example. But when you have a good working relationship with your colleagues and administrators, and I'm not saying you have to be best friends with everyone, but when you have a good working relationship and there is mutual respect, then that's when we can really elevate what is happening in the school because that relationship, the students pick up on that. The way teachers walk in filled with joy and excitement and ready to work for the day, that's what kind of environment we want to create. So that's why I do think it's important to reflect on these different types of relationships. So to review teacher reflection time, reflect on how you were being the best you, how your visionary goals were met or not met this year, and do you still have that spark for teaching? And being connective, how did we build up relationships with our students, our families, our colleagues, and administrators? So I know this is a little different than just analyzing those test scores and data or just taking a look at how many people were on your classroom Zoom call, but I really feel by doing and making time for reflection, that is how we can move forward because now you have some thoughts around what worked well for you, what didn't work well for you, and what you would like to see in the coming school year so that we can start to build that next school year of what we want to see happen rather than just sitting back and waiting for all the decisions to be made. Let's say, hey, you know, this worked really well. What if we did more of this? Or If someone asks you what didn't work so well, you know immediately because you've already you've already made the time and put in some time to think about these things. And so you have the answers ready to go. So hopefully this will help end the school year and spark some of that teacher joy as you start getting excited about what are the possibilities for next year. I mean, we have an amazing opportunity here where education is most likely going to look different, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. What if we can change it to be 
what we want it to be as teacher innovators. And as teacher innovators, we want what is best for our students so that they can go on to be the creative thinkers and problem solvers of our future world. Because we never could have predicted how the school year is ending, so we certainly can't predict what that future is going to look like for them. But as we've talked about throughout this podcast, giving them that intrinsic motivation to learn as well as the skills to be a creative thinker and problem solver, that is what is going to help advance not only our students, but our global society moving forward. Okay, we are going to end this episode here. As I said, we do have a download of the teacher reflections. So if you didn't get a chance to write them, I know I went through them pretty quickly, but you can download and print that over on our website, teacherinnovator.com. You can find that. This is episode 11. So you can find that over there. And if you found this episode of value, I encourage you to please leave a five-star review as that helps us reach more teacher innovators like you. Thank you so much for listening and happy innovating.